What is up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today we've got a really great episode for you. Uh, we're actually sitting down with one of my good buddies, Cryptoons, or Toons, as you probably know him. He is a lovable character on CT, um, one of my favorites, actually, and uh, we're going to be getting into a lot today. We're going to be getting into his trading strategy how it's developed over the last year or so, um, traders on Twitter, starting groups, being a part of trading groups, uh, and most importantly, Theta. But before we get into all of that, I do just want to mention two quick things. This is another video interview. We're going to be doing a little bit of charting. Uh, Tunes is going to be going over how to trade MAs or moving averages. So if you want to head over to YouTube, there's a link in the description below. Uh, I highly suggest heading over, but you don't have to. And then the second thing is do want to give a shout out to the sponsor crypto.com. These guys are continuing to kill it. You know, I preach about them a lot on Twitter and on the podcast. A uh, couple big announcements. The syndicate, which is their fundraising platform, is doing another token sale on the 28th of April. They're actually doing a token sale for VET or VeChain Thor. Uh, if you're staking CRO, you can get up to, or not up to, you can get 50% off your VET purchase. So if you want to participate in that, there's a link in the description below. Uh, another big thing is the stake up to gear up kind of program has started. Uh, so if you're staking CRO, you're eligible to win a bunch of Apple swag, uh, MacBook, um, what else? Let's see, a MacBook Pro, a MacBook Air, an iPhone 11. Uh, an iPad Pro and AirPods are some of the stuff that they're giving away. So if you want to head over, start staking some CRO, you'll be eligible to win those. And then lastly, there's that MCO Visa credit card I've been talking about. Highly suggest you go and apply for it and get up to 5% off cash back on all purchases. You can also get 10% off on your grocery purchases for about the next month or two. And then lastly, up to 20% off on your food delivery. Uh, because of this pandemic, they're really doing what they can to help. So if any of that interests you, head on over. You can check it out. There's a link in the description below. Now let's get to the episode with Tunes. Okay, so we're here with the Duke of Theta, Crypto Tunes. I really appreciate you sitting down with me today. I actually have to get this episode out tomorrow. So you're kind of saving my life here. Um, again, thank you for sitting down. Before we get into trading, crypto, Twitter, theta, charting, a bunch of shit, uh, can you just give us a bit of a brief, sorry, background on yourself? Yeah, of course, of course, Charles. Um, first, off, I just want to thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Um, it's truly a privilege. You're doing me here. the favor, man. I'm telling you. No, not really. It's it's really privilege. Um, you really created yourself something good here to the point that I was actually super nervous to come on here. I'm in these like degenerate positions and like Tezos long, like looking at my fucking portfolio, like jumping around. And then all I can think about is a podcast. And I feel like that just kind of exemplifies what you've created. So. <laughs> oh, fuck. I feel like I'm affecting your trading a little bit here, and I don't like that one bit. No, it's, it's fine. I'm not selling. <laughs> yeah, there, there's only one way to trade Tezos, and it's you long it, and that's about it. 
exactly. Oh man. There's no okay, other way okay. to trade it. <laughs> All right. Um okay, hi. Hello. Um I'm, I'm Tunes. Um Cryptoons, Tunes. Um my background is um I'm twenty-three. I I'm a trader. I'm I guess you could call a full time trader, although I, I live at home with my parents, but I support that. I was, <laughs> I was I'm supposed to be or was supposed to be moving out in June or July um, with my best friend. We were going to get an apartment, but um, he's actually he was finishing up his master's, which required um, field work. And then his field work was, you know, in like the medical field or whatever. And then his field work got cut. And so now he's just on standby. And he can't, you know, get his master's till he does that field work and he can't do it. So I'm living with my parents for the time being. I love and... it. So really, <laughs> really quick, just one quick question. Uh, you say you're a full-time trader, but living at the parents. Are, would you be able to support yourself, pay all bills, everything like that, just off of trading? Or is there anything else that also brings in any kind of income? Um, I've, I don't have any income aside from trading. Um, whether or not I could support myself is up in the air. Um, I, I I was planning on just going for it and seeing how it went, and I'm I feel pretty confident I'd be able to. So um, yeah, so I'm kind of in that limbo zone. But hey, I support I'm, it. I say go for yeah. it. it. I feel like a lot of people are too scared to make those kind of moves, um, and that's kind of something I preach on this show and on Twitter a lot is. You know, not to be afraid of stuff like that. Just kind of go for it. Figure it out as you go. Um, so I'm saying go for it. I don't know if you're planning on getting a job once you move out, but I don't support that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so basically I, um, uh, I mean, I had an internship actually, and I was lined up to, you know, start, you know, getting to work in the field. And then um, I was supposed to work for this company I had an internship with and then they just then the last week were like oh yeah by the way we're not hiring you and I was like all right <laughs> and then this this lined up with like uh going through like a breakup and then so all this was just like this period of my life where like there's just like a big change and then this was also right at the same time as like I started kind of getting active on Twitter and then like this was last year, like, you know, January, February, March, and then, um, whatever, just made some like cool trades. And then, you know, you start getting those like followers on Twitter and then like meeting everyone in the community. And then, so that was pretty much how I just ended up. There know. we go. Unfortunate to hear with the internship stoked to hear <laughs> on the girlfriend, you know, you can have more fun with, with the, with the ladies. Uh, you know, I like to post about that kind of shit online a lot. Uh, but you, you mentioned your kind of CT persona a bit there. And I feel like everybody on Twitter loves you. Like you're you're a very lovable, very fun, very cool guy in my eyes. Um, you're always just kind of keeping it real, in my opinion. You know, the first thing you said about yourself was, yeah, still living at home. We see your struggle meals pretty often with your chocolate milk <laughs> and chicken nuggets. <laughs> uh, and you keep it very real in my opinion. Uh, so can we kind of get a little bit more into kind of your CT personality, how it's developed over the last year or so? 
um, you know, some of the pros and cons you see of being on Twitter, that kind of stuff? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, like I said, back when all this stuff was going on and like I went on this, like got, got lucky with some like altcoin trades or whatever. Um, I actually ended up getting like forming a decent relationship with, um, inverse bra, uh, Wasi, you know, small thing. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> and so he was almost like a bit of like a mentor towards me. And I would say he was almost like instrumental towards my success. Um, just like the best guy you could ever, you could ever know. Just the kind of dude where you just, you send him a DM and you ask him some question about what is support and resistance. And then he explains it to you, even though he's probably biting his tongue. He's so upset. <laughs> and just pretty much um, everything I would ask him, he would answer. And he helped me a lot. And so then whatever, um, like I said, I got lucky with some trades and then just the whole Twitter thing started. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I thought I was, you know, such a good trader. And then, you know, as we all know, what happens when you get overconfident, the market humbles you. And so then that happened to me as well. And then I found myself in this limbo of these like expectations of like these like new followers who like think I'm some amazing trader and me looking at my surroundings and be like, I actually don't know what's going on. So what I did was I kind of, I took that steam and what I did was I did my best to kind of identify who the actual best altcoin traders were. Cause so I was doing trading altcoins, who the best altcoin traders were. Um, and I kind of collected us all in a group and I, and from there, um, we all got along and we all started training together and from them I was able to learn and from their knowledge I was actually able to turn myself into somewhat of a successful I like to think trader Um, (laughs) I think you're being (laughs) humble I think I think you're selling yourself a bit short I've seen some wonderful calls by you on the timeline uh, you're saying a somewhat successful, you like to call yourself this. I, I think you can call yourself a successful trader, um, especially a Twitter trader. It's funny, you, you said you created this group of the best altcoin traders. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Keck and PDF, and uh, I've had some of those guys on to talk about you know what it's like to join these trading groups, how it's been beneficial to them. Uh, so can we maybe get into kind of who's in that group, if you want to shout some people out, uh, and some of the I guess, pros and cons of starting a group like this. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, So I think a trading group um, is only going to benefit you, honestly, if you're, if you're a part of it with people that know what they're doing. Um, Really just because Twitter itself is like, there's a lot of noise on Twitter and you almost need to have a decent amount of experience to be able to, you know, properly judge what is good and bad information on Twitter, what kind of tweets are like just kind of clickbait, like what's a shit post, what isn't. And, you know, you know, woven within CT, there is this like, you know, one or like 5% of tweets that are just like pure alpha and can like turn you into a stud, like profitable trader. But it's, it's pretty hard to be able to know just exactly what those tweets are. And by the time that you're able to determine what 
exactly the tweets are that do have value, you've probably already gotten to a point where you're already somewhat of a successful trader and if not a trader, an analyst. So um, if when you have a trading group, um, you can kind of just, you know, flow ideas back and forth between each other. You'd be like, hey, like, this is kind of what I'm seeing. What does someone else see? And then someone says, oh, no, that's a pretty shit trend line. And like, okay. And then they're like, uh, hey, like, what's that indicator you're using on that chart? And then they'll explain it to you. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I recommend anyone to, you know, get themselves a trading group. Um, I kind of took the easy way out and made my own. No, I think, <laughs> so. I think that, I think that's the hard way out. You know, you have to find these people that you can one trust two that trust you enough to join this group. I feel like you went the hard route instead of just, you know, finding a group that's already out there. Uh, maybe of people that you don't know. You yeah. Wanna, you want to shout a couple of the people out in the group? Are you cool with that? Are they cool with that? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll dox the group. Um, so I I created this is over a year ago. I created this. It's kind of been, um, not like a secret, but just like you know, I don't know. I think it's a little bit cringe to be like flexing the group you're in or whatever. Um, <laughs> tell that to tell that to CAC. No, I mean, if I was in P, if I was in PDF, I'd, I'd be flexing it. No, I, I gas PDF <laughs> as much as I can. I love those boys. Yeah, they're. I mean, they created free alpha you know right <laughs> um but yeah it's like um you know like pierre krillin uh charisma nika cj nico's loma Miro, monkey maestro Bagsy ace and crypto hunter that's the compound um that's that's your trading group name yeah there yep. we go <laughs> i i knew most of those names all killer alt traders so i think you put together uh, at least from the people that I know, a very solid group. So congrats there. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, uh, Pierre's definitely our knight in shining armor. He accounts for uh, like 40% of all the messages in the group. You know, so we're all just riding his his, calls. his scheme. Yeah. <laughs> no, not, no, but like he's just the like, he's the supreme leader, honestly. Yeah. Bow down to Pierre any day of the week. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, honestly, up until it, it's honestly funny because I'd say probably last year in like this, like March or April, we had like mini alt season. I think that was when, like, I, like, I was maybe, I don't know, people were like, oh, wow, he's a good trader or whatever. But really, I was just like getting so lucky. And then, um, from when the compound was created to now is like, it's it's just like, I can't even, I can't even like imagine what I was doing a year ago. <laughs> and I feel like that's almost how you want to feel if you are, you know, advancing as a trader, you kind of almost want to be looking at yourself, even like three months ago, even like two months ago, at least like in the beginning stages of building a trading career, like you kind of want to be looking back at yourself and being like, what was I doing, you know? Cause if you aren't, then you're kind of just in the same spot you were. And that's really how I've felt almost every single month for about maybe like 14 or 15 months straight. Um, and it's really just a very satisfying feeling, especially when that success is realized on your PLNL or whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, like obviously there's ups and downs. Um, there's a pretty bad trade that I did. You know, obviously we all 
you know, we all preach risk management, but I mean, I think everyone's learned that lesson the hard way. I don't, um, I don't preach risk management. <laughs> I, I, I blow accounts left and right, and I will continue to blow accounts left and right just because I'm more of a degenerate gambler than a trader I mean, these days. So yeah, that's just I, my everyone... personal opinion, but no, no. What ha- what happened with this, uh, this trade? Can you, can you dive into it a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, sure. So it was like a, uh, it was like a trade where it's like, oh, I have this, like this, like guy who's like told me this thing and it's like guaranteed, you know what I mean? And you're just like, don't know any better. It's like, oh yeah, sure. I mean, might as well just like go all in with leverage. You know what I mean? It's just like kind of a ridiculous thing to do at the time. Yeah. It's kind of how you learn these lessons. And, um, honestly, I had it coming to me and I think some people tried to warn me of that, but I mean, you really, uh, I don't think you learn how to trade from winning. So it is what it is. I like to always say, uh, losses are lessons to be applied at larger scales. And that was a pretty good example of that. Ooh. But, um, we got a, young, I wouldn't, we got a young navel here. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I wouldn't, um, but honestly, I wouldn't like, that wouldn't change it, you know? Um, yeah. Honestly, because of that trade was probably the most important thing to happen to me to kind of like boost me. Um, and it's honestly mainly because when that trade happened, I kind of got a little bit wrecked. And um, my my good my good friend, Nika, I don't know if you're familiar with Nika. He's more of like, he's more low-key, um, not very uh flamboyant or like show off on twitter or whatever um but nika uh he kind of took me under his wing and he he mentored me for a few months and still i would say i would i would say he's still my mentor honestly um he taught me i liked it i think um (laughs) everything that he knows um and he's like wildly successful um and yeah, you know, I just, I just feel so lucky in so many ways in regards to Twitter and the compound and, you know, just everything. It's just, I, I feel so privileged. I, even just being on this podcast with you, Charles. Oh, this is, know. this is nothing special. Um, but I, I think the most important thing there is that, you know, a lot of the successful traders that I have talked to have mentioned finding mentors and joining groups where you can learn from others. And I think it's yeah. essential. You know, you can you can watch a lot of videos. You can learn from a lot of people um, that are like doing YouTube videos, posting on Twitter, uh, have paid groups, that kind of stuff. But it's, uh, there's kind of a reason that there, there's an ulterior motive there versus when you have a mentor who's doing it out of the kindness of their heart. They want to teach other people or you're in a group to bounce ideas off of each other, you can really ask those questions that you might not ask, you know, if you're just on Twitter or something like that. So huge congrats. I think you're you're selling yourself a bit short on starting this group. I feel like you took the initiative where most other people wouldn't and haven't, uh, and it's been extremely beneficial to your trading. Um, yeah. We, we kind of touched on it a little bit. Uh, I know people on Twitter know your your strategy a little bit, uh, you've, you've posted some MAs. I know you're kind of an MA guy or maybe not anymore, but you were at one point. Um, I, I, I lose track of who's doing what with their trading. 
Um, but do you sure. think we could maybe dive into your trading strategy a little bit more? Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, and just on the last point, what I, um, I also have, I made two other groups. Um, one of them is for like uh, altcoin traders who are, have like proven themselves to be good analysts. And then the other one is just for like, you know, new traders, total like noobs, whatever, but like who like have shown like an interest in wanting to learn. So if anyone listening wants a group, um, message me on Twitter and I'll invite you. There we go. I was going to say, if you want, we can throw those in the description. We can throw links to those in the description. Uh, just depends on how you want to do it. Uh, well, no, not, it's, it's, it's invite only, you know, I mean, you got to reach out. There we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Then reach out to tunes, hit, hit his DMS. Yeah. I'm assuming they're open so people can do that. Oh, the, oh you know, they're open. <laughs> uh, same with mine. And I hate it. I hate it so much. You got to keep them open. You never know who's going to slide in. Uh, nobody important, that's for sure. <laughs> nobody um, that I want to slide in, I should say. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we got the screen share going, right? Yes. Okay. Um, sure. So this is Theta. I don't I don't actually want to do analysis on Theta because I'm actually not that I'm not that good at trading Theta. So I'm just an investor. But, okay, you are the Duke of Theta. You invest. You don't trade it. Okay, maybe a Bitcoin yeah. chart or, or another alt gonna, chart, maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up ETH. Okay. Okay. There we go. All right. So here's I'll 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 do my best to give a little trainer course in how to trade moving averages. Just live on the fly. And this is, I think, a very simple and not, you know, huge alpha leak that anyone can benefit from, even no matter what your strategy is. So right here, we have um, the 20-day moving average. And I have it, um, like, coded. I, I didn't code this. I don't know how to code, but, like, I had someone do this for me where if price is above the moving average, it's green, and then if price is below, it's purple. And I mean, just like looking at this, I mean, just literally this 20-day moving average, if you were to have a bot that were just to, you know, buy when it crossed and sell when it crossed below, this honestly looks pretty, almost <laughs> profitable, I wanna say, like just the 20-day moving average. Yes, um, like it looks pretty good. But and so you know, if I if I was like if I was like an experienced trader, and I didn't want to like you know revamp my system, and, like, you know, just like take on all these moving averages, I would literally just put the twenty moving average on the daily into my charts, just for like a you know just a little add a little flavor to the bias. But the so real alpha, I, I'm looking at this very end of it here. Are you long ETH right now? Oh well, I'm long Tezos, but like long Tezos, be it's 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 complicated. But I'll get into it. I'll get into okay, it. okay, okay. <laughs> sorry to sorry to harass you and you know berate you with questions. I'm I'm excited for this episode. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so then the twenty is the the green and purple. Okay, here's the hundred. Just turn it on. This is the blue. Now the hundred is more of a macro bias type of play so if you're like a swing trader you know you would you'd want to be looking at the hundred 
but if you were just like an intermediary like you know maybe like a day trader like if you had like a two-week trade horizon you probably want to be looking at the 20-day but if say you had like hold on hold on let me interrupt you there for a quick second because we're looking at a full year here if you get rid of the 100 day really quick and look at the the 20-day only and you're just trading that simple system of buying as it crosses over selling when it's below that's like (laughs) that's what 10 trades for the year so that's that even that you can get away with swing trading if you're not looking to be like you know a full-time day trader uh, you could probably get away with just trading that right there. Yeah, like the, here's a nice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, okay, but we we don't back well, to the hundred. Yeah, my, but my strategy is not just around the twenty. It's like I, I like to figure out where the macro bottom is. Find where we go from a accumulation range to a trending, trending trend. <laughs> um, so you can take the hundred. All right. And the hundred is just gonna kind of give you a little bit of extra, little extra flavor, okay? And then, yeah, I I don't even know really how to explain this too well. And then the two hundred as well is also gonna give you a little bit of extra flavor. So pretty much, um, let's say you were only gonna take a trade where the twenty was above the hundred, and then the hundred was above the twenty, and and the 20 was going up okay because with moving averages there's a few different facets towards um to trading them one of them is the order that they're in so for example like the and and this this is where a lot of the the miscommunication comes across the moving averages people just think that the only way you can trade moving averages is by some some golden cross where like the 50 moving averages crosses above the 200 and then that means that now you're in a bull market or whatever but no i i don't there's it's there's more layers to that one of them is one of them is the order but then the other is also the angle so basically if you look at say if right here Okay. You see this rejection? Yes. On the 200. So, oh, do you see how the 200 is like head? Like I said, it's going down. You know, it's like at an angle. That is like a, that's a reflection of the momentum of the chart for the past 200 days. And it's, 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 it's just rare that you see price able to totally just pierce through. And a, an important moving average that is coming down on price. You know, if the moving average, instead of being this downward force, had been flat, I I think price would have been able to keep going. I mean, just look at like look at the hundred here. Okay, it's just flat, and price doesn't really have that much difficulty. It just splices right through it. But then when you go to the two hundred up here, and the two hundred is trending downwards. It gets hit and it's like the force weighs it down. It's like gravitational pull. <laughs> um, and yeah. So, anyways, whatever. I I don't know. I, I'm not the best explaining this, but I mean, like, look you're, at you're killing it. In, look at here in February. Okay. Okay. And then this is the last bit of alpha I'll give out. Okay. We have here what we're going to call a squeeze. 
And now squeeze is when you have two different moving averages that are like coming together and are pushing price in two different directions. Okay. And now basically what happened was that the 20 was able to beat both the 100 and the 200. And that was only able to happen because the, the 200 and the 100 were flat. And when they're flat, they're not powerful. But if the 200 and the 100 had been angling down, price would have got rejected or pulled down or whatever. But because they were flat, the 20 was able to beat them. And then when you have this squeeze and then this clean break above the 200, okay, then you're just, you're an open, you're an open season, you know, and you're just trending. And then, you know, you look up here and you go, oh, well, why, why did it top out here? And I, I, I don't know. I mean, I could like, <laughs> I, I, I could see my best. I could like, I see up here. I go, have my go find a horizontal that acts as resistance. <laughs> sure. These are my presets where I'm not, I, I'm not going into my presets because that's like my, my edge, but the, the 20, 100, 200 is actually like very powerful and is something that I think anyone could learn from N not recommending you, you know, shape your whole system around, but I mean, there, there's some alpha in here if you look for it. Um, a good coin, <laughs> a two, two coins that I think can demonstrate this very well. First, I'll show you Matic. Okay. This is like the real alpha. Okay. Um, People say, oh, my God, Maddox, a scam. You know, they go, oh, it's like it's just a pump and dump or whatever, you know. All right. Well, here. So, all right, price did its thing here. I don't, I'm not talking about this pump because this is, you see, the 20 wasn't even there. You would have had to go to lower time frames and get into all that jazz. But let's look at how Maddox approaches its, its big pump. All right, first of all, we have this 100 here. This is our blue or 100. The angle of it, okay, it's not even coming down on price. It's going up, and that's just totally disgusting, and price just is not It's not going to want to go over that. So it gets rejected, whatever, consulting, consolidating, and then here we go. Zoom in. Zoom in on the 100, curving down, and then boom, right here, the angle of it is getting so flat, and then the 20, they're converging, and then boom, you see this big impulse up this is like let's see it pops up okay cool like 60 percent or whatever and then like whatever it comes back down I, I'm, I don't i can't get too much in the schematics of why price does every <laughs> single movement but it comes back down breaks below the 20 it's like all right what the hell is going on hits the hits the hundred bounces consolidating under the 20 flips the 20 and that's coming down and then our 200 moving average shows up why does it just show up here is because that is where 200 days of price action is and so that's so our 200 moving average didn't exist so right there well then it exists and it shows up and look it's just like so powerful and so strong that it bounces and then now we're above the 100 and the 200. And then now it's literally just open season and we're just sending it upwards and we double <laughs> that was top. A, that, that was a scam pump. And 
was it though? Because literally all it did. <laughs> no, it's really not. No, I mean it's funny. I get it. Whatever. But it's like, I like for me. I mean, I you know posted this live. You know what I mean? Like here, and it's like guys gonna pump, and then look it, it you know fixes its like momentum, gets its moving averages in line, and then it's just open rain, and all of the high time frame momentum, which is reflected by the high time, the higher moving average, 100 to 200, are below price. That now there's nothing stopping price from just going up, and all it does is it just goes up and up and up, and then it hits this double top, and then now this dump was ridiculous. And I think wasn't there some was like common? Wasn't there some like exit scam with the founders or some shit for that dump to happen, or did that all get resolved? Um, I don't know. I I couldn't tell you exactly, but I mean, if you think about it, the way that it went up along with the perfect double top. Once it kind of starts just dumping to like here, or I don't know, it's you're like, you kind of look at that and you're like, all right, like this thing is probably just going all the way back down. But then this dump was like accelerated by that. This, this was the first example of the impact of margin on altcoins. Like this, when Matic was up here, I think it was like a $60 million cap up here. And it's being propped up by like the these all these people who are on like five x leverage, like these like traders who don't actually know what they're doing, and are just like all in leverage long on some shit coin, and then you know, and when they're like that, you know, when you're like five x long, all in, maybe even buying more at the top, then all it takes is that much twenty percent. So only that much. And then all of a sudden people are getting liquidated and then there's cascading liquidations and it just dumps all the way down. And yeah, whatever. I don't even know what we're talking about this whole all the drama. I don't even, I don't even care. No, I no, guess... yeah. I was just, just curious. Cause I remember that all happening in real time. I just don't remember if it ever got resolved. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause like Sandeep. deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that definitely is going to have a much larger effect on the chart than just, you know, what a normal chart would be looking like so you you can see that huge dump might partially be explained by you know this double top that we were seeing but also could have been i guess expedited or you know could have been made worse uh by the exit scam or whatever was happening back then yeah for sure okay so now like live on the fly if we were gonna take a trade on this it's not financial advice i have no idea what i'm doing um like (laughs) You could so for me, I would look at this and um, pretty much there's like a stack going on here in this region. So imagine there's a bunch of oh, okay. imagine there's a bunch of moving averages all just like whatever right here in this in this region, and then the only moving average that's important that's down here is the twenty. I would buy like down here. And then, like, I would build, start building a bag, like a small position, just down here. And if I got a daily close below the 20 moving average, I would, I would, I would sell. But I'm just anticipating, like, okay, so you can see price is kind of claiming the 20-day mo- moving average. So it probably wants to go test up here. So I would start building a bag here. 
and then when I got up here, I would like see how it's going, and then depending on if we flipped or whatever, I'd like whatever. I don't know, but <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. Tezos though, okay. I'm in a Tezos long right now actually, and I've been in a Tezos long since 2500s. Um, let's see if I have anything on here. Okay, so so this first pump. Uh, let's go to the let's go to the Huobi one because there's more, some more price history. Okay. Um, <laughs> Did I just see all of the, all of the entire chart was accumulation? Yeah, let's see what I had. Hold Love on. it. Hold on, this is how it looked before. I mean, just look at that. That's kind of that's. Tell me, that's not a bit of you know, well, something, something there. This is a good example of how even these moving averages work on higher time frames, you know? Like, you kind of just buy down here, this out, <laughs> kind of just buy down here, along get the confluence with this little resistance here. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is kind of how I see this chart, maybe doing something. But anyways, so you're back long. to... You're, you're very back. long right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so here's how I was able to play this. Um, so here, after, after Jesus, after we you know we went up whatever. I missed this whole pump, which I'm pretty upset about. But anyways, so you know we're doing this whatever, and then we're coming down, and then now this is just like a perfect like beautiful squeeze going on, with the squeeze being that price is coming in between these two moving averages coming down on the 100 and with the 20 coming down on top of it and pretty much my reasoning for taking this trade was okay the 100 is trending upwards 20 is coming down and then here we go it's flat right here and the 100 is stronger than the 20 so most likely the winner of this squeeze is going to be the 100. And so for that reason, I bought in here and then I've I've just been I've I've just been holding because and that's because the way that this chart has developed, which is so beautiful, is that because of all of this price action going on in here is that like you spent time here, you spent time here, you had the, the pump, it dumped, pumped, kind of dumped, is that all the high time frame momentum is just in this little, let me see. All the high time frame momentum is like in here. And you can see that, example, I don't know. You can see that pretty much like displayed by this 200 day moving average right here and then by the 100 and then you can just imagine all the other high time frame moving averages momentum that are just all just pushing up on tezos from below and this kind of gets and this is just like the theory of moving averages and whatever but i mean really the way i think of a moving average is that all it is is a way to measure when like momentum is, is shifting you know like when you when you have almost say you have just like an accumulation range of like 200 days if this was if let me turn these off if 
let's just say that this range right here, this is such a gross color. I need to make this slightly, hold on. There we go. It, say this whole range is like 200 days, okay? And then say this is our 200 day moving average. It would look something like this. And then by the time that those 200 days are over and then it pops up a bit, it's like, okay, now like this price right here is above average, a higher price than it has been for the past 200 days. And that's kind of the way that I visualize and conceptualize momentum and the way that I'm able to, you know, make proper discernments between a coin that's in a range or a coin that's trending. And that's pretty much my edge. You know, I think anyone can apply this to their system. Uh, the only real uh, like alpha or edge I have is like the exact moving averages that I use, which, you know, I keep them to myself, but like, there's a lot of, there's a bit, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of alpha and just like the 20, the hundred and the 200 that I think um, even the most novice trader to the most experienced trader could find, you know, a bit of help to their system. So yeah, that's, uh, that's it. If I'm long Tezos and I feel good, I'm long and strong, you know, long and strong. Love it. I'm also long, but that's more of just a, I'm long Tezos to be long Tezos, not looking at the charts or anything like that. Um, yeah. but okay. So you, you talked about the fact that you've got your proprietary blend of moving averages that you use I, I, I do think you're right in saying that you know on a higher time frame you can trade moving averages very very profitably uh, it gets a little dicier in my opinion when you drop down to the lower time frames yeah um, yeah I can't, I can't trade lower time frames there we go but uh, longer <laughs> time frames very very easy to look at easy to visualize work pretty well um, I just want to say one thing. You, you did a terrible job of explaining that, um, but it's okay because you've been fucking killing it trading. Uh, and so I am a okay with it. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Of course. Yeah. Got to be a dick a little bit, but um, so really quick, you, you talk about those moving averages. You're like, ones that you keep to yourself that you use to trade uh is there anything else that goes into your trading or is it solely based on these moving averages um there's a little more um i know i don't, <laughs> don't want to push i don't want to push i know people don't like talking about their trading don't like talking about their edge uh, if we get into it too deep you might give away a little bit too much uh so we don't have to get into that um, but I'm glad you brought this Theta chart back up because I did want to ask you about Theta uh, because you are the Duke of Theta now on Twitter. So can can we talk about your love, potentially hate relationship with Theta? Um, why you think it's... Are you long right now? I'm assuming you are long. I'm always long. Okay, there we go. So you, yeah, you are a long-term investor investor in theta can we talk about why that is how you've grown to love theta so much um what you see in it that sort of thing yeah sure and uh okay. for everyone out there this isn't sponsored by theta uh but if the <laughs> theta token guys want to send some theta my way so i can join in uh and become part of the i don't know what you guys call yourself if there's a name for you guys 
Um, I would love to hop on that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'll, I'll explain, I'll explain to you what theta is. Okay. Um, all right. All right, Charles. So, so like when you write a tweet, okay. And you post it, uh, the tweet is posted on Twitter and Twitter's servers are hosted somewhere in the world. Okay. And there are these things called content delivery networks or CDNs. And pretty much what a content delivery network is, is it's just a group of servers that host data and, you know, websites that are hosted somewhere in the world where you will use CDNs to store data on their servers all around the world. So when you post a tweet to Twitter, that tweet gets relayed to all the CDNs around the world. And the whole point of that is so that anyone around the world, rather than them having to like connect their internet to the server, which to Twitter servers somewhere across the world, they can just connect to the CDN, which is closer to them. And that distance makes their speeds faster. Does that make sense? Uh for the most part, yeah, I'm not, you know, super knowledgeable on the topic, but what you just explained, I can follow along at least. Can't get into okay. the technicals, I would say. Sure. So, basically, you just think between you posting a tweet and me reading it, you post a tweet, it goes to Twitter servers. From Twitter servers, it goes to a CDN, and then from the CDN, it goes to me. Yes, very easy okay. to follow there. That's how it works. So, what Theta is, is that rather than me using a cdn i become the cdn okay so rather than me having to have this like whatever whether it's like a tweet or a stream or a youtube video relayed to me via a cdn from twitter from you rather i am the cdn and from twitter that tweet goes straight to me. And the whole point of that is that it, de it decentralizes the process a bit. Like it, it cuts out a middleman, you know? Like the whole point of CDNs are, well, I mean, they do a few things, but like the main reason that CDNs exist are to make people's speeds faster while they're using the internet, whether they're using Twitter, using YouTube, or using Twitch. And so if you think about, like, I don't know, say there's some person, like, in Africa or whatever that, like, they have an internet connection, but, like, it's they need to connect to the CDN that's, like, far away or whatever, and then their internet connection is very slow, it kind of kind of screws them over. But if instead of all the people in the world relying on the centralized on these centralized CDNs, if instead that network was created by making us CDNs, it would make speeds faster for everyone. And this is done by relay by using people's excess bandwidth 
to make themselves a node that can relay information. Okay. I, you know, I, I don't want to butcher it's, this. It's my fault. You know what I mean? Um, it's no, no, no. I'm butchering it. No, 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 no. You're, you, you're not. My technical know-how is garbage at best. Um, I can follow along with that. Is it not just, you, you don't think this is just another one of those, I don't want to say like meme decentralize the future kind of things like we've seen so many coins where it's just like it sounds so great but it's really not yep. needed do you think that people care enough? like not us cryptocurrency nerds because yes we care about this kind yeah. of stuff the everyday user do they care enough for it to for theta to get brought into the picture Hey, I don't know if you can hear me. Sounds like you got cut off and I'm not hearing anything on your end. Mike may have cut out. I don't know. Hey, you're back, I think. Charles? Yes. Okay, there we go. It sounded like you got cut off there for a second. Sorry. Yeah, this is... This is turning out to be a pretty disappointing end to the interview, but <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'm just asking. Uh, I don't know if you caught all of that, but do you, do you I, think? Yeah. Okay. So what are your thoughts on that? So I think directly, you know, it's like, okay, why would anyone want to be a CDN? Like who cares? Yes. I get that. And in like directly, I would say no. Okay. But indirectly, when you look at the way that that would kind of restructure the way that like we get our we get our whatever our data or information i think yes because when you have a website like twitch right mm -hmm. like twitch twitch pays a lot of money to their cdns to host their to relay this data to people all around the world but if twitch was just participating in a decentralized network their their costs would drop dramatically and then on top of that if you're if you're watching a stream and you're participating in this network rather than just spending your time watching a stream because you're participating in your network in the network because you're lending out your excess bandwidth you're now getting rewarded with theta tokens and you're actually making money so if you were to tie that into a service like netflix right say netflix is like ten dollars a month or maybe say you're subscribed to someone on twitch and you pay them five dollars a month depending on how much excess bandwidth you have and are contributing to the network, that bandwidth can cover the entire cost of your Netflix subscription or, or of your subscription to the person on Twitch. There we go. So if implemented, it can reduce costs for companies and then also put a couple dollars in the consumer's pocket. So if implemented, it sounds like it would be kind of a win-win for everybody. 
Uh, yes, and I'm starting exactly. to see why you're a little bit more bullish on it or why you are bullish on it. Um, I'm not the only one. They're, they're backed by Samsung. Okay, that's what I was going to ask next. Are there any big partnerships that get you jazzed? And it sounds like Samsung is one of them. Yes, Samsung they're, is back. They're Samsung big investor, they're back, and that's it. So it's, I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's. I mean, that's like one of the one of the things that you should be looking at when doing, you know, any kind of investing analysis on cryptocurrencies is, you know, look at who's investing in it, look who's associated with the project. I've done a couple episodes on, you know, fundamental analysis, uh, and those are some of the big things that always get brought up. Um, I know you have the chart up, and I know you said you're not great at charting theta. You're just very bullish long term. Uh, so we don't need to get into charting that at all. Um, I always like to end the interview with a with two questions. You know, one, what are you most excited for in the coming twelve months? Uh, Theta is probably on that list. You can get into some other things, and then lastly, uh, before we end the interview, your biggest tip to the new traders out there. Sure. Okay. Um, I'm I'm most excited for you know moving out. Whenever I'm allowed to. Oh, I'm like, so stoked for you, man. Get that like, freedom. Yeah. Um, and just honestly seeing how markets go from here because it seems like a, a pretty pivotal moment in all markets. I mean, we just had negative oil yesterday, you know? It's like... <laughs> we are living in some insane times. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> Things have gone nuts so lately. Yeah. Um, and for a new trader, I would definitely say to start a journal. Um, I think that, you know, I think everyone thinks that with trading, like they'll just, oh, if I just spend enough time trading, I'll just get better, you know? But until you're like actually writing down your thought processes and like you're writing down the trades you're taking and why you're taking them, you're never really going to be able to notice any pattern towards why you're losing trades and then you're never actually going to get any better. So I think just journaling about trading will really help people, you know, kind of identify some of their flaws and some of their errors in trading and nip those in the butt and then upwards and onwards. I love it. That's, you know, a wonderful, wonderful tip for the people out there. Uh, you know, I struggled a lot with kind of learning from my mistakes because when I was trading, it was on shorter time, shorter time frames. Uh, and I was kind of just, you know, getting caught up in the one emotions too, just like the actual trading. Uh, and I wouldn't really dwell on what had just happened. It'd be on to the next trade. And so without journaling anything, I couldn't really look back or think back to what was going on at the time. Whereas if you have this journal, you can look at your past trades, you can see what you were thinking, why you want to trade, why you lost a trade, how you can improve, uh, what you were seeing at the time that you thought was a good trade versus what actually was going on. Uh, so I love that. Wonderful tip for anyone out there. Um, yeah. Even, even yeah. some of the better traders, you know, if you're, if you're not journaling it might be a good idea to start um yeah i mean yeah what like i just noticed in myself is that whenever i would lose a trade it would almost be this like emotional experience and i would just almost want to forget about it and so i would just try to enter a new trade almost immediately and like forget about that i even had lost a trade but when you kind of just write down 
what you did wrong kind of just like embrace it that's how you that's how you improve exactly spot on man um so we talked about a lot we got into kind of you your background we got into your journey on ct uh trading groups moving averages you know wonderful episode uh is there anything else that you want my audience to know before you go um no just thank you guys so much for listening i didn't mean to be rambling there at the moving averages, but I, re- I really think I dropped some valuable information that you're not going to find um, on Twitter. So, yeah, give some shout-outs to um, Flacco. Shout-out to Scav. Shout-out Nate Bag. Shout-out Boomer at Night, Boomer Dynasty Crutches. Um, uh, shout-out Messiah. Shout-out Inverse Bra. And uh, shout-out the Compound. Ooh, a lot of people on that list that I love and am very close with. Big shout out to those guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, You're right. I kind of butchered it when I said that you were rambling. I didn't mean to say that. There was a lot of useful information in there. Uh, It just takes a little bit of extraction. So for anyone who is watching this, uh, go back, listen to it again. I guarantee you'll find some useful information there. And then with those two trading groups that you have that aren't the compound, again, for anyone who's listening who wants to maybe join those, shoot Tunes a DM on Twitter. I'll have a link to his Twitter in the description below uh, so you can get in contact with him. Awesome. Thank you, Charles. Really, thanks so much for having me on, man. Really it appreciate was, it. It was a wonderful time, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. Again, lifesaver here. Uh, and I had a lot of fun. So thank you so much, man. All right. Well, cheers.